Hello, my beautiful souls. I have an extra special guest for you today. So I am basically just going to let you all dive into this really empowering session that we are going to be having today. But first and foremost, I want to start this off with acknowledging our sponsor of today, Golden Cold, the beautiful demi-precious light language and tachyon charged jewelry pieces that truly allow you to hold this beautiful vibration as you incorporate it into the beautiful vibration that you are cultivating. So you can go ahead and check them out in the link in the show notes. Utilize the code AFF15 to save yourself 15% off. And I am so excited. I hope you have a pen and pencil, pen and paper ready for you. And um, enjoy this beautiful episode with Jade Eisen. I had her on the podcast um, a couple months ago and we talked about the shadow work and so we go into a little bit about that today surrounding scarcity and fear and really empowering yourself beyond your current experience which is such a beautiful thing that we can truly all in any conscious state use more of so I also wanted to say I'm loving your guys's um, feedback <laughs> from the episode I dropped last week on my birthday. I I didn't come in with a purpose. I had a few questions, and honestly, I just wanted to do something fun, um, show you guys a different side of me, and uh, share my best friend with you. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna let Jed, Jade take over. So stay tuned. Hello, love, and welcome to your lovely intuition podcast. I'm your host, Riley June, medium and mentor. Through understanding my energy, intuition, and spirit, I have found the way back home to my soul, unlocking infancy in my life, relationships, building a six-figure business, and manifesting more in my dreams than ever before. I am here to help you deeper understand your intuition, why you're here, and what your soul is calling you to know so you can unlock those codes within you too. So take a deep breath in and let's dive into all things energy now. beautiful souls welcome back to another session this session however is going to be very different because i have the beautiful jade with us today jade has been on the podcast before and we have chatted all about the shadow work and shadow healing and what that means and really the importance of it and today we're going to apply that same type of a topic to the experience of scarcity and really just navigating the world and, and ultimately yourself at the end of the day. So I am excited for you guys to be in session with us today. And um, Jade, go ahead and give them a little bit about you today. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Riley. Uh, so my name is Jade and I am a meditation teacher and I also am an empowerment guide taking and educating people through self-care. Um, and NLP practitioning to help rewire the relationship with self-love 
and help shift out of scarcity and survival mechanisms and into the spaces where you can thrive and reclaim your personal empowerment and your divine right as a creator in this beautiful, beautiful world. So <laughs> that is uh, in a nutshell, all the things that I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love hearing um, the way that people describe their work because it is so different, but it is just similar variations of the way that we get to help people activate their true conscious and divine power within themselves and it's i i i'm sure i can speak for both of us when i say it is the most profound and soul fulfilling experience to watch someone become consciously aware of themselves in their life um oh, it is it is really the best it really truly is um you know being able to hold the containers uh to watch people step into their own light step into their own power acknowledge the 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 perfection that they already are and the wholeness that they already are and understanding that that isn't just you know all these you know amazing qualities that they they would desire that have but all of the contrast to that the polarity to that is also equally important and just as beautiful um, and to, to have people shift into a space of acceptance in, in, in all that they are, you know, is, mm -hmm. is actually absolutely just a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's, it's the best thing really. Yeah. What do you, <laughs> how do I want to word this question? It, it's coming through me and so I want to articulate this correctly. When you say finding acceptance for the polarity of your experience, so in this case, let's attribute it to, you know, something negative that someone is, is feeling like they're feeling. Why is it so powerful for you to be able to accept what it is that you're experiencing before even getting to the root of it, just really being able to experience it for what it is? um can you reframe the question a little bit i just want to make sure that i'm understanding you clearly yeah so when we talk about finding acceptance for yourself in all forms like the beauty and the power really comes from just being able to love yourself wholly at any given experience and moment of time why is it so powerful to truly be able to accept all forms of you and especially the negative sides or the negative feelings that you're having Oh, okay. Yes. So, I mean, humans are kind of funny, you know, in, in terms of their expectations and how they hide from themselves. And, you know, we've been kind of conditioned to believe that only the positive things and the joyful things are acceptable things, but we live in a world that, you know, joy is only one of the five core emotions that you experience. And the other ones are not not exactly that fun <laughs> and they are part of the human experience right um you know it's that it's that contrast in which um life offers us for us to grow and to find deeper joy and deeper states of love so i mean being able to accept and um sit in the presence of of the things that are uncomfortable gives you opportunity it gives you opportunity to witness all of the things that you are instead of hiding from yourself and only finding the pieces of yourself that you deem acceptable as acceptable um 
And that is really important because otherwise we get trapped in spaces of shame and guilt where we think that the other experiences are not okay, that they're somehow you know, unvalidated and there's somehow something that we need to hide and we need to bury down. And then they sit in the system, they weigh in the system and, and they show up in ways that tell us we're not worth it or that we are not enough or we're not capable of expanding into our greatest embodiment of love and joy. But the thing is, is that you already are love, right? You already are that inherently. That is what you are. So when you can bring love and presence to all of these uncomfortable things, all of these other situations, you know, you give yourself the opportunity to experience your own contrast as well as, you know, bring love and light to the areas that aren't what you already are, if that makes sense. Yeah, that was really beautifully said. Thank you for that. Um, to someone who's feeling a lot of scarcity, and, and we don't have to go into the politics of it for obvious reasons, but for someone who's feeling scarcity about the world and the state of the world right now, why is it powerful, I should say empowering, to embrace the feelings of fear that they are experiencing? Mm, okay. Well, they're already embracing it, whether they like it or not, right? They're experiencing it. Exactly. So, you know, you can try to shove it away as much as you want, but the reality is, is that you're feeling what you're feeling, you know, whether you want to rationalize it or not, it's a whole different other story. Um, and there is a lot of chaos. There's a lot of craziness that are going on in the world that is inevitable. And, you know, a good chunk of those things are outside of the span of our individual control, right? So there's a big collective shadow, a big collective fear. And, um, you know, the societal imprints in which we live in have conditioned us into scarcity. This is a generational pattern that stems back a very long time. We have been taught to stay small, stay disconnected from ourselves, stay disconnected from others, and to work for uh, pretty much anyone but ourselves, right? So doubt your power and work for us, and we will exploit the crap out of that, and it'll be fun, right on. And as long as we keep you in a fierce state of mind, you will not understand how powerful your innate capacity for love and expansion really is. And, you know, it's very clever. It's a clever system. They've done a good job. So anybody who's feeling that scarcity and feeling that fear and, and understanding that in the world right now, you know, it's, it's valid, right? It's a valid thing. The system has been built around that. But the shift starts within, starts with us, right? So even in little, small, tangible ways, um, you know, acknowledging your fear and saying, okay, yeah, I see you, I hear you. And all the reasons that I feel this are totally valid and I hear you, but how and what can I do in small, tangible steps to create security and safety for myself? Yeah. Where are the bite-sized things that I can control and start shifting my state of awareness to be less a part of the collective fear that I'm feeling so I can contribute to the collective love that people are trying to feed right now to start mm -hmm. shifting that balance, yeah. right? Because when we shift that balance within ourselves and we start feeding that vibration, you know, slowly those things will kind of peel back and start pulling in more and more and more. And of course, I understand there are, you know, certain impacts that you know, are harder than, than others. So I'm not going to sit here and doubt that by any means. Yeah. Um, you know, there are very real tangible issues with scarcity um, that are, you know, but uh, here in, in where we are at and the people that are listening to this, there are tangible steps that can be made to start shifting into that and reclaiming that space. 
Absolutely. And I love how you, how you acknowledged it as like, you don't have to go from, you know, I fear the world to, oh my God, I'm flying around the world, right? It's about taking those bite-sized things, right? So maybe it's, you know, if you're fearing getting out of bed because God forbid, who knows what they're going to tell you about today, right? Maybe you don't listen to those statistics today. Maybe you choose to fuel your mind with something else that day. Maybe you even start your day off with journaling before you listen to those statistics today so that you're getting yourself into a space of, um, a more optimal space of being before fueling yourself with external realities. Because what's so fascinating about life is that every single individual is living a different reality. There are simultaneous realities all existing at once. And it's not, though this is a part of it, is recognizing the triggers in it so that you can uncover more about yourself. We have to first start getting into this motion, at least I believe, of honoring ourselves, honoring where we're at. I feel fear about this, but what can I do about it? Well, you know, today, instead of, you know, fueling my body with food to try and suppress the emotions I'm feeling, I'm actually just maybe going to go for a walk instead. Right. And, and I say that because I'm someone who through consciousness became very aware that when I'm in uncomfortable or imbalanced environments, I tend to eat. Um, I don't anymore now that I'm aware of it, but before it was an automated programming where I would eat to suppress and to be quiet and to not feel, whereas now where I'm more about honoring and empowering myself through feeling, I'm like, oh, I can feel that feeling coming up. That's where my anxiety stemmed from. But it wasn't where all of a sudden I was like, oh, I'm aware of this. I'm not going to eat. It was like, oh, I'm aware of this while I'm eating. And then it was like, oh, I actually am not hungry. So I'm going to choose not to eat this time. And I just created levels of control through what I was doing. But it came from first honoring what I was feeling, becoming more aware of what I was feeling so that I could have the awareness to be like, oh, there's some steps that I can take care. Uh, I actually am in control of this. And I feel like whether your thing is eating in unbalanced environments, or maybe it's money, or maybe it's the boogeyman, or maybe it's all these other things that are happening, right? We, we do have things we can do about it. We always have things to do about it. And it doesn't mean you have to go from the bottom of the ladder to the top and miss all the stairs. You actually do get to climb up them, um, or in some cases, even climb down them so you can climb all the way up them. Um, thank you for that and yeah I mean first of all I mean uh, that's amazing that you were able to shift that journey and regain that control on your own that's um you know that's that's not something that everybody feels really capable of doing which is why there's so many support networks out there and it's totally okay to um you know acknowledge again your limitations where you're at and and be okay with asking for help and support um, if, if you need it as well. And, um, you know, a lot of people, there's, there's a lot of kind of spiritual gaslighting where people are like, oh, you're just limitless, you're limitless. And as, as much as this is true, you know, <laughs> meeting yourself where you're at and honoring where you're at is incredibly important in order to breaking down and dismantling those old systems. 
you need to learn your edges. You need to learn your limitations. You need to learn where it is that, what are your defense mechanisms? What are your triggers? How do you emotionally react to your world? Because you are, it is your perception and what you're projecting out into the world is a direct reflection of how you're thinking and feeling. So how are you hiding from yourself? What are your reactionary triggers, right? Whether that be eating a bunch, whether that be shutting down and hiding, whether that be yelling, whether that be spending money, whether that be, um, you know, diving into the television. There are many, many different forms of distraction and many different ways to uh, suppress um, ourselves from uh, doing the work, really, right? Uh, which which can feel very overwhelming. And a lot of people too, they think, you know, what they're, <laughs> they assume that, you know, fixing their diet, for example, will be the end all be all, right? What they digest, but they don't understand what they are digesting is also what they're reading, what, they're listening to and the environments in which they're in and which they're being fed on all aspects, right? How are you feeding your mind, your body and your spirit? Because these are all equally important in different ways. If you're waking up and the first thing you do is drown yourself in the news, which we know now is geared towards fear mongering and is oh, made so to, helpful. you know, it, it's a system. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, <laughs> you look on the news and there's anything positive. They never weave anything positive in there. And then they just scare people with all of the negative things that are happening. And if, if that's, you know, what you're waking up and you're putting into your system, this is how you're programming your system. You are programming your system to um, be uh, depressed and, and fearful. Um, that's, you know, what those media outlets are, are trying to do right so that's that's just the way that it goes so if you wake up and like you said you know you choose okay you know what watching the news all the time freaks me out it depresses me so instead I'm going to lay off the news and I'm just going to go and actively try to find things that are beautiful in life yeah. we have to shift the mind state shift the mind frame right yes all of those crappy things might be happening but you know it's also your self-parenting, you know, mechanism and your radical responsibility to go and try to find the positivity as well, mm -hmm. to go and find the things that are joyful and beautiful and are love-centered in the world. It is your radical responsibility and self-parenting that needs to come in to understand how you're feeding yourself, um, not just your diet, but what you're ingesting for information mm -hmm. and what you're looking at, right? So I think there is a people do think they have to jump and they have to do that. And that's where a lot of people fail, even in doing uh, lifestyle overhauls, you know, they're like, ah, oh, they set these goals and, and the goal, there's nothing wrong with the end goal that they're setting. The end goal is totally achievable and totally beautiful. Like, yeah, absolutely. That place you want to be in the long run, you got it. And there's no timeline for that either because everybody handles it differently. Uh, so you don't have to limit yourself to that. But when you try to overhaul your whole lifestyle at once, you become tired. You become exhausted because you are putting so much energy into rewriting these neurological pathways and burning in a new pathway towards a new life. And then you'll do great for, you know, three days, a week, whatever it might be. And then all of a sudden you're just burnt and you can't do it because you're like, oh, I'm so tired today. I'm so tired the next day. I'm so tired the next day. Why am I doing it? And then you perpetuate the cycles of shame and guilt because you couldn't get back on the horse of this whole lifestyle overhaul. And it's like, well, meet yourself where you're at. If you've never done any of these things, you know, a day in your life, or it's been many years since you've done them, bite it off a bit at a time. Yeah. You know, if you eat crappy food all the time, instead of just trying to overhaul the diet, start by introducing good things into your diet. 
Yeah. Maybe you try adding good things before you start cutting out things. Yeah. See how that feels. You know, if you're not used to going and exercising every single day, maybe choose three days a week or maybe choose to stretch five minutes a day and see how your body feels after that. Mm. See how tired you are. How does it feel to get the blood flowing? Mm. Meeting yourself where you're at is the most pertinent part of actually breaking down your limitations and becoming the limitless being that you're already looking and you already are. Yeah. But we've created a lot of walls and boundaries. So what else do you do, right? You got to meet yourself where you're at. Oh, I Otherwise, you're just getting yourself. <laughs> I love the way that you said that because it's so true. And um, I guess today was, was going to be a focus on body. But um, when I was like 18, 19, 20, I went into this whole like, I'm going to lose weight, get fit, make it work. And I was at the gym every day, hour and a half, two hours, killing it. And I did that for three years. But I did not ever once focus on my mind. I did not ever once focus on my energy. I just focused in on my body. But what I was doing was I was running away from a belief that I'm fat or not looking good enough or can't fit this or is this size or whatever the things were that all of a sudden one day just fueled me in another way. And it was never sustainable. And I realized once I started going through that path of, oh, okay, well, I'm going to miss today and I'm going to skip today and it's okay. And I'm going to have this and I'm going to have that. And this is, and then a year later, I'm like, oh, well, I just gained back all the weight that I lost in three years. It just became this space where I was then um, given or granted the opportunity to really look at the way that I had approached that to begin with. And I even still moving forward in the next few years still chose to ignore wanting to face why I even started that journey, but it fueled that shame and that guilt of me not going back to just doing what I did before while not recognizing that I was a totally different person that year, next year, next year, next year, after those three years where I went into what I did. And so going through a spiritual journey and really learning that it was, I was needing to take a step back and look at the way that I was not only just fueling my body, but most importantly, how I was fueling my mind and my energy. I had to get very honest with myself um, about the people I was surrounding myself with, the communities, the conversations, and the conversations and the communities and the people were a big reason that put me into the space of like, okay, if I just shut everyone else out and I go to the gym, everything's going to get better. But it didn't because then it came to the point where my workout was not sustainable, my body was not sustainable, and I actually needed to address the issue, which was the people, the conversations, and what I was fueling my mind. And when I became honest with that and I shifted those environments, everything truly changed, but it wasn't an overhaul overnight. So the way that you worded that was really powerful because I feel like for anyone right now who's really feeling a deep level of scarcity, whether it's about the world, whether it's about money, themselves, their health, whatever, that we are programmed and conditioned that, you know, if we attack the thing and I say attack, like attack it head on, but we don't address the reason that it's being fueled or, or building up around us or where it even came from, then it's only so it's only sustainable for so long. And um, I feel like that's what the world is really coming to start to understand. And that's where that healing and that shadow work comes in, that radical responsibility, all oh, that word, it's like gold. <laughs> 
Uh, so the way that you said that was so beautiful because I really truly feel like it's more of what people need to hear. I think it's, you know, it's so interesting and it is too, we attack it. We think that if we attack the one thing, the one fragment that everything else will fall into place, right? And it's, you know, it's a gradual system and healing isn't linear. And, you know, like it's, you'll, you'll think that you dealt with something and yeah, you have, you dealt with a layer and then something will come back and you're like, oh no, I'm triggered. This is the thing, gross. <laughs> and you're like, I thought I dealt with this. And then, you know, you're kicking yourself. Why didn't I do this? And it's like, well, you did, you did. But there's new layers, there's new levels. And, you know, our psyche is a very interesting place, right? Like we, we, it's a very interesting place. It's amazing the ways that we hide from ourselves. And then, you know, when we, when we see those things, uh, you know, we're just, we're like, oh, oh gosh, you know, it's like getting blinded by the sun. You're like, oh, too bright. I don't like any of this, you know, and you're crying and then you're like, no, you know, I would rather hide. I'm going to go back over here. <laughs> And it's, you know, it's interesting, but that's because we were taught that the vulnerability isn't okay. And that somehow or another not claiming, um, like that admitting that we're wrong or that we've made mistakes is somehow just some big faux pas. And, you know, it's, it's horrible. And it's like, no, like that what's, we're human. This is human nature, human experience, right? We, we fail, we try things, we fumble, we stumble, or, you know, pretty clumsy for, for all things considered, you know, and that's okay. That's kind of the beauty in it. All the things that create the flaws, you know, or the imperfections is where we have room for growth because if it's, you know, completely flawless and perfect, well, it has no room to grow, you know, even crystals, for example, you know, the growth of crystals only can happen in the places where there's fragments of flaws, right? Where there's pockets, there's holes, there's cracks. So those cracks are the places in which we grow and we can expand into new and different forms of being. And this is true for humans. This is true for all things. Um, you know, the, the places in which are cracked open and a seed in the ground, you know, in all of the places it's, it's found in the places that disintegrate and fall apart. Um, so it's just a very natural part of growth in, is, is, to, is to have mistakes, is to have flaws, is to, is to, to grow. You know, you'd have nothing left if you didn't have any of these things. Yeah. There's no space, right? Uh, that's, that's the space of creation. So it's, uh, we kind of got to get out of this mindset that somehow or another, uh, the lack of perfection is anything less than perfect and it's designed for expansion. And the scarcity in which we feel, you know, even though it is valid in the system, it is a place where we need to pay attention to. What are the systems? Where are the flaws in the systems? And what, as an individual, can I do to start shifting out of those systems? You know, we hear the things that you're a product of your environment. And this is very true. So when you shift your environment and you shift your mindset, well, you know, you're going to start seeing a huge amount of change, which is very difficult for many people who have grown in uh, environments where they've been, you know, introduced and maintained in states of trauma and survival. Yeah. It's hard to believe and understand anything else if your whole life has been geared towards getting from point A to point B. But once we realize that the environment around us, um, when we change that, it's no longer suitable to the memories and experiences in which we're holding, that those things are gone now. Those experiences no longer actually exist. 
we can give ourselves an opportunity to try to match the reality that's actually here in the present moment. And that takes shifting out of being obsessed in the old memories of the past. Yeah. And that's where real shadow work comes down to. How did you grow up? What, are, what does your inner child need? What is it saying? What are the limiting beliefs that were instilled into you during those pivotal years of growth, the first 25 years of your life, your brain is still developing. What were you taught? What did you ingest? What were your environments in those states of mind? And where do your limiting beliefs, your triggers, your defense mechanisms come from? Where is the root of your scarcity mindset or your anxiety or your depression? Because when you can acknowledge where the pain started mm -hmm. in the first place, you can actually wrap that space in the love you can give that space and offer that space the forgiveness and compassion and say, okay, I know that this is what hurts you, but we're no longer in that state of mind. And if we are, what can we do to shift it to match the current environment? So we're not having to relive, you know, a mutated version of the same experience over and over and over again. Oh my God, that is so, I just had chills all over my body as you were sharing that because I believe that if everyone just heard what you said, we would be in a very different place tomorrow. <laughs> Knowledge is power. And a lot of people associate the pain of the past from memories that are experiences that no longer exist with the uncomfortableness of the future, which is also the imagination. It hasn't happened yet. And so when you're in your position of of lack of awareness and you're operating from the pain of the past and projecting it into the imagination of the future, you feel trapped, you feel hopeless and you fuel those experiences that are running on autopilot. And so I really loved the way that you frame that because it is so empowering to not only be able to be in environments or work with people or put yourself around people who speak the things that you share or teach the things that you share or are willing to find the answers and the things that you share that that will truly fuel this whole idea of this this new reality right we're in a time where we're transitioning into the new age the new world right and people fear this idea because it's it's been projected to only blossom out of war, which I mean, the wars that we see in our history books, they don't look the same that they do today because we have information, we have access to multiple, 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 multiple infinite streams of information. And so when people are bombarded with information, it naturally creates confusion. It's up to the person to discern what is what is in that information that is true to them but if you're stuck in the pain of the past and the projected pain of the future it's like well information is information it means nothing and it means everything so it's like i'm going to sit on the couch and i'm just going to kind of hope and wish and wait and dream that it all works out it's like well no like the present is now life is now and and being able to choose love out of any scarcity or fearful situation is about getting off the couch. It's about looking at what is ruling the show. It's about putting yourself in supportive communities. It's about getting out of that, that position, that identity that you're feeling entrapped within and 
finding those bite-sized moments that you can cling on to, even if in the beginning you're clinging on just out of pure aspiration and hope. So I'm really excited for people to hear this because I truly feel like this is these are the types of conversations and the way that you frame that is the type of the it's the type of framework that we're we are as light workers integrating into society and you will come to find that a lot of these people who are leading such as you and i and other healers and light workers and um you know even even scientists right and doctors and nurses these people that are trying to be that are being discredited over and over again right they are trying to show people in fear and in scarcity that there truly is another way and that when you pull yourself out of the matrix, <laughs> there is there is that limitlessness, there is that infinite possibility, um, but it always comes down to you, always. You know, people have this, you know, complex around them because of, you know, these, these impacts of being taught that they're powerless, right? Um, you know, it's a real deep-seated fear, it's a real deep-seated belief right yeah. um and you know and i always this is one of the things i say you know you want to you want to know how you heal the world you start with yourself because you know everything is perceptual and projection right so you know and what you find in another and what you find in the outside world is only a reflection of the spaces that need healing within yourself and i'm not saying that you know just because you're enraged that somebody beat the crap out of somebody else that you have the capacity to do that in yourself but everything is a trigger and a mechanism. Maybe this is, you know, uh, this is a trigger because of a way, something you witnessed before in your life, you know, or maybe you were hurt in that way, right? So it's about recognizing that the things that we find in the world are really, you know, a, a reflection of the inner state of, of how we're being, you know? I ask people all the time, what are the voices that talk the most in your mind? Mm. You know, what do they say? Just when you're walking around and you're and doing your day-to-day -day stuff, what 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 is the most common framework of the discussion, right? Is it the, you should have done that. Why didn't you do that? Or is it the, oh man, you should have done that. Why didn't you do that? You know, or is it, oh, I should have done better. You know, which one is it? Which like, how, how are you talking to yourself? What is the emotion coded on there? Is it the voice of worry? Oh no, what if, what if, I didn't do that and I, and I was supposed to do that and this person gets mad at me or whatever it might be, right? Is it worry? Is it anxiety? Is it fear? Is it anger? Is it frustration? You know, what, what voice is kind of running the show a lot of the time, yeah. you know? And I, and I also tell people, okay, well, if that's the voice that's been running the show for a really long time, don't you think maybe you, you know, you might like, since it's not really working out for you and it hasn't really been working out for you for quite some time, you've kind of outgrown maybe that, that state of mind. Could it be maybe supportive to just give it a try to listen to maybe a voice of encouragement or empowerment or safety and security? You know, if maybe we could just give the driver's seat over to that and say, hey, I hear you. Thanks, fear, or thanks, frustration, or thanks, anger, grief, whatever this is. Thanks for keeping me safe. I super appreciate it. You did a really great job when the environment suited it, but I'm going to just try this out now because. Well, you know, why not? I don't, I don't think we're living in the same, you know, environment as we were before, you know, I'm not, I'm not running from the big scary boogeyman or whatever it might be. Things have shifted. So why not give it a try to just 
hand that over. And of course, these things are easier said than done. You're going to have the battles in your mind. Those voices still exist. But a big issue that people seem to find with uh, uncomfortable emotions and uncomfortable conversations within themselves are the the idea that it, it's a good idea to suppress it <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. like oh no 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 shh quiet yeah you know <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna tell you to go away and <laughs> that's gonna be that that'll be fine right uh, you know and we're like if we hide this and bury it and you know just put it behind a thousand walls uh, it, it it won't shine through eventually right yeah. but i mean we're putting so much energy into battling these these voices every single day you know we're like no quiet go away go away go away or like you do you know how much energy you're you're using to fight yourself right now no wonder you have no energy to create the new things yeah. you know and i'm like okay how about just acknowledge it hear it what is it saying write it down you know why is it saying it why do you think this way mm. why are you telling me i'm not enough why are you telling me I can't fly? Why are you telling me that there's something to be worried about? What is the actual reality here? And what's my worst case scenario? Yeah. Okay. Well, how can we start working with that? How can we start shifting that? Yeah. And it, that's, you know, that's where the real shadow work lies is recognizing those limiting beliefs. What are your limiting beliefs? What are your real limits versus the belief systems that you think are limiting you? Because there is a difference yeah too you know although they're one in the same in many ways there is still a difference you know is it you know are you physically limited is there actually a health or physical condition that's limiting you okay well great how do we work with these things to still try to embody pieces of joy around this you yeah. know while we're working with it or is this just a is this a belief is this a belief that you have about yourself okay well how can we start shifting that belief what makes you believe it and um, is there, is there anything that reinforces the opposite, you know, or something different than that? Yeah. But if you completely suppress your emotions and you completely suppress, um, you know, the things that are coming up for you, the, this, then you're going to continue facing a wall. You're going to continue running the same cycle over and over and over again. You actually got to sit down and listen to yourself because all that crap you're feeling is valid. <laughs> it's valid. And it needs to be heard. Otherwise, you're just going to keep pushing it back into the system and it's not going to feel good. The only way out is through. And that is very literal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I literally just wrapped up a training in my membership community on those powerful questions that you just reflected. So I'm going to encourage you, if you're listening to this, to rewind a few minutes and go write them down and answer them. Because if you are facing any form of scarcity, limitation, lack thereof mindset, whatever the case may be, you're not wrong for feeling that. And those questions that Jade just proposed to you are going to help you to find that radical responsibility and honesty within what it is that you are experiencing and allow you to then go back to the beginning of our interview and to use some of those questions to really help you to reframe the way that you are viewing um, not only your situation and circumstance, um, but most importantly yourself. And that'll really pull you into this space of feeling this freedom that truly does exist around you always, right? We could, you know, there's two really strong narratives that are going on in the world right now. And I feel like that's a big, um, I don't want to call it a wall because it's, it's really from a fifth dimensional perspective. It's not really a wall. It's just an experience, but 
for anyone who's rising out of the third D, who's uh, 3D, who's rising above the scarcity or the fear or the limitation or whatever it is in any shape or form in your life, it's, it feels almost just as crippling to think that there is actually freedom on the other side. And that's where you're likely associating the pain of the past with the imagination of, of the future. But, um, but there really is freedom. And, and, it, and it always comes back down to what you're doing with yourself, what type of information you're biting off and then chewing and swallowing and digesting and the conversations that you're having. So um, I'm going to leave it there. I would, I want to honor your time, Jade, but I really want to thank you for um, having this beautiful in-depth conversation with me today and sharing your love and your light and your knowledge with um, my audience. I know they truly, truly, truly appreciate it. Um, but you can go ahead and let them know what you're doing, where you're at. You've got a new space, which is so exciting. <laughs> Very excited for that. Yeah, it's, it's nice to it's nice to have space. Ah, the new space. Um, yeah, I mean, my my biggest thing is before I even get into that is to just remember your your visualization. You know, your imagination is a very powerful tool. It's a very powerful tool. You mm -hmm. know what you think you become, and that's a real real thing. So, just as you can sit there and go through a guided meditation and call in those pieces of you know peace and and calmness and tranquility understand that if it's accessible to you during a guided meditation, it's accessible to you at any point in time. I'm not saying to dis disassociate with the real feelings or the human experience that come up, but understand that if it's, you know, you can shift the way that you feel, you know, when, when called to, and when you feel like it's appropriate. So utilize the tool that you have because you're a lot more powerful than you realize. Um, and as for, for myself, uh, yeah, I do one-on-one -on -one work with people going through and uh, we do meditation, guided journeys, visualization and NLP work. So neuro-linguistic programming uh, where we can start calling in and, and uh, embodying what we want to create in our life and start shifting the way that our mindset is really, really uh, controlling our world and, and help uh, with the subconscious patterning and rewiring. Um, uh, so if you want to do any of that, you can give me a contact and call, uh, through my website, uh, rootandreboot.com. Uh, and, uh, I also do just one-on-one -on -one regular meditation sessions, uh, and self-care work, empowerment work with people. So that's what you can do with me remotely, or you can come see me in my Evansburg office for body work, energy work, reflexology, and essential oils and such. Mm. I love it. And of course, I'm going to link all of this in the show notes so that everyone can get a hold of you and book in with you. If you're local to Edmonton and surrounding areas, I highly encourage you to take the trip. It is well worth your time to go and spend uh, some time with Jade out in her new space, which is really exciting. So I look forward to being able to come out your way. Um, all right, so I want to thank you guys for tuning in with us today. I truly hope that you enjoyed this. If you did, I would love for you to take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on my Instagram as well as Jade. Is your Instagram the same? Root and Reboot? Yeah, it's Jade Eisen. So right. yeah, at Jade Eisen. Perfect. J-A-I-D-E-I-Z-O-N. Perfect. So go ahead and take Jade as well. And um, we look forward to seeing what you took away most from this. All right. Remember, don't forget to find the magic in today. I'm sending you all the love.